My next episode is an uncut interview that I did with my dear friend, Melody, while I was visiting her in Florida. Welcome to Life's Rich Tapestry, a podcast exploring the narrative of people's layered lives. Listen in on courageous conversations spoken from the heart. Gain insight into another's life as we tackle compelling topics which will expand your mind, help you gain perspective, and might even inspire you to do things differently. My name is Evelyn, and I look forward to your company. Welcome to another episode of Life's Rich Tapestry. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of interviewing someone who has been a very dear friend to me. And I thought today we would talk about friendship. And not only friendship, I thought we'd also talk about the airline industry. As my next guest, Melody Guerrero, has been with Delta Airlines for over 30 years. So we're going to talk about that first, and then we'll talk a little bit about our friendship. So welcome so much, Melody, to Life's Rich Tapestry. Thank you. Yeah, it's such a pleasure. pleasure. Yeah. Let's just start at the beginning. So were we born, and how did you become a flight attendant? Born and raised in Hawaii, mm-hmm. United States. And um, I think the the seed of being a flight attendant was planted by my father because in my formative years, all I heard was, one of these days you're going to be a stewardess so you can travel all over the world and take mom and dad. But I was busy playing with my Barbie, what's a stewardess? And fast forward, hated a job that I was in. And the light bulb went on, and I said, oh, I'm going to become a flight attendant. So I, it took me about two two years or so, you know, with all the majors. And then I finally got in with, with Delta, and I'll have 34 years this November. And did, did Delta Airlines, did they actually come to Honolulu? Yes, And they, they were did. scouting for yes. some flight attendants. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what do you like most about being a flight attendant? Oh, gosh, it has brought... um an abundance of blessings into my life. Um, you, for instance, mm-hmm. our friendship, and then my husband. I met my husband, and just traveling the world. I always said that uh, traveling is a um, a classroom in itself. Whatever you know, the sights, the smells, the culture, the people you could never experience in a classroom. And that's the, that's in a nutshell. That's the that's the best thing about traveling. It's it's really a classroom in itself. And has flying changed in the last few years? Absolutely. Uh, COVID didn't help uh, with the masking and the very strict mandates and the spacing out, you know, uh, of, of um, um, passengers on the airplane. And, you know, we're down to 50% capacity. So that was a big a global wake-up call. And, you know, we did, we did get some some unpleasant experiences uh, with passengers not complying. So between that and 9-11, yeah, it's, it's, uh, the travel world has, has had to grow up. Yeah. So to speak, you know. Yeah. So in the nineties, it was a little bit more carefree. I'm yes, assuming. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And then, you know, when Desert Storm came, it, it brought a little bit of a, um, strictness and then it, but not, not by far between 9-11 and the COVID, that it bring that much um, adverse uh, uh, travel climate, I guess, so to speak, yeah. with, with, the, with the passengers. Um, um, 
I don't know how to, I don't know how to say it, trigger happy with their attitudes. Yeah, um, I, I know in mm-hmm. Australia, we, we saw a lot of videos, uh, I mm-hmm. guess people videoing, uh, people getting upset about being told to put a mask on or yes. starting a fist fight. Yes. The worst on the thing airplane. is the assault on the, the flight assault. attendants. Yeah. Yeah. But, Did that happen a lot? Uh, yeah, that was quite a bit. Um, especially during COVID. I mean, there was at least one or two every month, you know, on YouTube and, you know, people just are so trigger happy with that, yeah. with the phones, you know, whatever kind of uprising, they're just video taping it on the, on the airplane. Um, that was quite a bit disconcerting, but my first fl- trip back during COVID, uh, I did experience that we did had to take a passenger off the airplane myself personally, thankfully haven't been assaulted, but yeah, unfortunately that's, that's just yeah horrible. So how did the airline industry change after 9-11? Was it necessary then for air marshals to be yes. on each flight? Yes, pretty much, especially overseas. Okay. Almost every international flight, we had a, um, a air marshal. Okay. Uh, domestic flights as well, or was it just international? Uh, domestic also, because that was the implementation of TSA. It, Travel Safety Administration, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. because now nowadays it just doesn't seem like such a pleasant experience mm-hmm. traveling with all the security checks that you need to go through mm-hmm. and just checking your ID and and all that. Mm-hmm. And does that sort of attitude of people being frustrated, I guess it comes onto the flight. Is that correct? Yes, especially the ones traveling with children. You know, they, I think, yeah. they, you know, my hat's off to the, to the moms and dads with kids. Um, we yeah. had, we had this one incident. We're coming back from leaving Honolulu back to Atlanta and the entire family of five had to get off the airplane. We had to bring the airplane back to the gate because the father had, uh, forgot his, forgotten his uh, backpack oh. with his asthma medicine. Okay. So, you know, things like that. And yeah. and it, they were just so disheveled and, you know, with five family of five and all these belongings, you know, it's, it's, um it's hard. It's hard with, with, you have children, you have baggage and you have, you know, special needs. Yes. So yes. it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. And, yeah. um and the, the whole process of the security, you know, um you know, Anything from, you know, unearthing food. Yeah. If you have any food, take out your food. You know, um, liquids, not so much. They just want to be able to see it collectively in the bag. But yeah, it is, it's, it's not the same. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not the same at all. I mean, it seems very different even when I, I fly. Cause mm-hmm. as you know, I used to fly in the nineties mm-hmm. and it was, it was mm-hmm. quite fun back oh, then. Yes. Oh, it was, oh, it was so much fun. And yes. even just for that, from the, for that short period that mm-hmm. I commuted from Australia to Cincinnati mm-hmm. to fly my trips, which mm-hmm. d- does that happen now? Do people still do flight attendants and pilots still commute from these far away places that you know um, of? Not as much as before. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your, one of your favorite destinations? Oh my gosh. For so many different reasons. Yeah. My all time favorite is Paris. Yeah. Paris because of its familiarity and, and, you know, courtship of my husband and and on our Paris layovers and a lot of fun layovers with you in Munich and Frankfurt. (laughs) Uh, I love Rome. Love Greece. Yeah. I just, for different reasons, you know, every, every destination just offers their own special, um, you know, 
just special offering of whatever culture museum. You know, Rome is is a museum, outdoor oh my museum gosh. in itself. Yes, right? definitely. The, the edifice is being just so remarkably old and just charming. Yeah. And, yeah, you can uh, just get lost. Yes, of course, of course. What about passengers? Because, you know, sometimes passengers, groups of passengers can have their own sort of um, interesting culture habits that they bring along. Y- you know what I mean? Like if you have, I, I remember that we were, when we were flying to Frankfurt mm-hmm. and we had, uh, we, we were actually going a lot of passengers were going through Frankfurt to go on to Bombay, mm. so we had a lot of Indian passengers. So that was uh, that was that was an inter- always an interesting flight because everyone had different you know vegetarian options, oh, and that yes. was a hard flight. So is there a flight like that for you guys? Like a leg of a flight? Like oh my gosh, I don't want to do that because it's too hard. It's too much work. Yeah, well, the Indian flight is is is. Got a lot of particularities because of, um, it's funny. One of the things I remember is when you help, uh, like, like an older person and with their bag and it's, and you go, you grab the bag and you go kabunk because uh-huh. they bring back a lot of canned goods. Yes. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. so those kind of, you know, um, uh, we turned into comic reliefs actually. Yeah. You know, when we have those <laughs> little particularities and like yeah. Lagos, Nigeria. Ooh, we call it the smelly flight. Um, yeah. No offense to anyone there, but, <laughs> but because they yeah. carry, you know, yeah. they carry dry fish and, 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 you know, just the cultural smells. My, my husband told me once, he says, you know, Mello, you know, when you go on different, um, uh, demographics, right? You have this smell on this smell on this flight. And he says, he says, think about it. He says, to them, we smell. Yes. Because yes. All of that is emitted from what they eat. Yeah. You yeah. know, you have curry, you go to, you go to Korea and you'll smell garlic, you know, it's, it's all relative. Yeah. And you just have to just kind of, you know, smile and laugh through it if you want. But, but yeah. it's just, it just, that's, you know, that's, yeah. that's just how it is. Um, a tapestry. <laughs> yes. It is a tapestry of people, isn't a it? A tapestry. It of, isn't it? Yeah. Of, of, of you know, language of smells of sights and sounds it's uh yeah, yeah that's that's the world that's wow the world. Mm-hmm. and so you've been doing this for 34 years yes i'll be 34 years in november mm-hmm. wow and when do you plan to retire um probably in about within five years within five yeah. years and has it been what you've expected or more or oh, yes and more and more yeah, yeah. okay yeah I, I came into this not really knowing all i knew was from Hawaii, I went to Atlanta for training, and from Atlanta, you know, we we had thirteen bases to choose from. Yes, so yeah. New York was considered a voluntary base because nobody wants to go to New York. But I picked New York because yeah. I wanted to live that Frank Sinatra song. If yeah. I could make it here, I could make it anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. So from then, you know, from an island girl going all the way to New York, I, I no regrets in that because I just wanted to just you know every pun intended, spread my wings as, as far as I could. So wow. from Hawaii to New York. And it was good. It You grew up you grew up real quick in New York. Wow. Mm-hmm. And how long were you in New York? Uh, six months. Six months. And then, then you were... Then I came to Cincinnati. Okay. And, and you. Yes, yes. <laughs> and and we met on, on a flight. We uh, were flying to Germany. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and I remember 
what, was it one of your first flights in Cincinnati or? I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I feel like I, me- I met you fairly early on mm-hmm. in my career. Yeah. Uh, so must have been 90. like in the first year. Yeah. I def- definitely met you in 1990 and I was automatically attracted to you. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think sometimes when you're the same, I guess nationality Ethnic, or, or yeah. part mm-hmm. national, yeah. cause I'm, some of you might know I'm half. <laughs> I'm half Filipino and half German, well, with other mixtures in there as well. But I was, uh, I was attracted to, cause there weren't many Filipino flight Th- attendants were at the time. Hand- there were a handful. handful. There were a handful mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that we, mm-hmm. uh, we, I kind of remember, yeah. uh, off the top of my head, but there weren't that many in, yeah. in Cincinnati. Yeah. And, uh, there were yeah. actually four of us in Cincinnati at the time that were from Hawaii. Oh, okay. And then one other girl from Seattle, Kalena, and then you. Okay. No, not many of us. Yeah, there yeah. weren't there weren't many of us. It yeah. was uh it was yeah. uh, I- interesting, yeah. interesting time, and and um uh yeah, it was a mm-hmm. uh, was a really good time. We've been friends for over thirty years. Wow. And gone yes. through a lot of yes. um not not ups and downs really. I mean, we've just been we've gone through no downs. I don't think so. Don't or think maybe so. I don't well, know. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> not that I can think of. <laughs> not that you think. But um yeah, I, I so if anybody wants to be a flight attendant now, what what sort of advice would you give them? Oh, that's funny you mentioned that because I went to my eye doctor and um and the technician that took care of me, she was about my age, so she she when she learned about what I did, she said, You know, I've always been uh curious about that field and uh, I said, well, you know, Delta is hiring. I said, and you know what? Someone like you in your season of life is very behooving because you've got good work ethic. You've been doing, you know, this um, uh, technical work with ophthalmology for years. So you you know how to work with people and, and you're of a seasoned age. So I think you're an asset as opposed to, you know, um, now we're hiring a lot of, you know, fresh out of high, uh, college or, you know, no work experience. And that's been kind of challenging. So, you know, it's, again, it's all relative to experience. My advice to her was just telling her what to expect. You know, yeah. you're going to be on reserve for at least six days a month. Uh, be prepared for, for Delta Airlines to, to send you where it behooves them, not where you choose at first. Yeah. And yeah. be prepared to commute, you know, and, um, but I think it's harder for flight attendants now than when, your time yeah because of yeah. because of the traveling logistics you know or this extra security and all that yeah because uh, i think when i was flying in the 90s there were so many people who were commuting uh and also we at that time we took over delta took over a lot of the pan am flights mm-hmm. and also we took over a lot of the well the pilots and the flight attendants we sort of merged together and they were commuting already right. so it was a yes. bit of a commuting culture with yes, Pan Am exactly and with Delta mm-hmm. it's it's probably yes. totally changed yes. uh, it I'm was sure. a commuting culture good point yeah, yeah. it was definitely Back a commuting then. culture yes, but but now it's not but i think the friendships that you make the travel that is mm-hmm. afforded to you i think a lot of people don't understand how the seniority works so kind of explain that Oh, the seniority. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I have 34 years. Okay. And if I want to hold a pure transoceanic line, mm-hmm. meaning Asia or Europe or South America, I still have to be available to fly weekends. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I still, yeah. I, it's still challenging for me to get weekends off. Yeah. You know, and another interesting take on what I fly now, which is interesting is, um, 
you know, I have 34 years and I was flying a lot of primo flights that we call primo flights now. For instance, you know, I flew Africa. Um, you and I were flying, you know, Frankfurt, Munich, London, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and those are senior trips out of Atlanta. So um, I find that now I'm at 59 years of age at 34 years. Mm. The women my age or older are now flying what I used to, what you and I used to hold. Wow. Because wow. they were raising their babies. Yeah. So now they're empty nesters. Now they say, oh, let's fly Africa. Let's fly yeah. Europe. Let's fly South America. Where you and I were already flying that. And we, we so were junior. lucky. We were so junior. So junior. But mm-hmm. also, I mean, I, also I, I, language. I speak, I speak German as right. well. So if right. you're a language right. speaker, mm-hmm. you can kind of jump the queue a little right. bit. Right. And, right. uh, f- cause right. I need at least what, three or four is three it? Three right now for German. Okay. And other, like, I guess I'm assuming when they go to South America. South America, it's three also. Okay. Yeah. And is that, is that Portuguese or what uh, do they need? Yeah, that's Portuguese Spanish. and Spanish. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, um, is it three each or maybe just one Portuguese and two Spanish? Oh, uh, no, no, no. For, so for the Brazilian flights, it's three Portuguese. Oh, okay. And then yep. for the South American, like Buenos Aires and Santiago, it's three. Okay. For Rome, uh, Milan, uh, Paris, um, it's two speakers, two French speakers. For the German flights, it's three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's, that's, that's the seniority. So 34 years, I have to leave myself available to fly weekends. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. But, weekends off. but then you do have, um, quite a bit of time off as well. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah. And also, mm. also, uh, with, you know, with the increase of seniority and pay, um, I can't afford to fly one trip a week, you know. Yeah, yeah. Versus yeah. before you just, you know, fly back to backs, you know, like a whole, yeah, you know, six yeah. to ten days at a time, you know. Yeah, boom, yeah, boom, boom. yeah. But um, but now I don't have to, you know, I have to work smarter, not harder. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> but still yes. work hard on the airplane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's right. I I know that when I commuted from Australia, mm-hmm. I flew I flew sometimes five or six trips in a row. Yeah, which was insane. Yeah, because you would get fifteen days off. Yeah, and then I would get yeah, yeah we get mm-hmm. a, a large mm-hmm. number of days off. Um, and sort of the rules were were actually more relaxed with international as far as the rest period mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um whereas now i think you can't you have to have a certain amount of rest period in between don't you yeah at least 24 hours and uh 24 hours on your between your layovers yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. okay okay yeah. and uh so so you met your husband mm-hmm. on an airplane or on a flight? How did you meet your well, husband? Well, I, w- I would see him around the base. Okay, and then, um, and then, finally, the 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 moment of meeting was at a, a Cincinnati security. So you know the yeah. You remember when we had the green and white bag tags, international crew bag tags during yes. the desert storm? Yeah, because we had to ferry a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm. So my my suitcase came out of the belt, and then his came and bumped my suitcase, Ooh, and we uh-huh. both. <laughs> Both had that 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 oh. white and green bag tag distinctly before international flight tent. So of course I looked up and I go, I go, hey, I said, wow, where are you going? And you know, big smile and yeah, said, oh, I'm going to Munich. And I said, me too. Oh, and shook hands. I'm Christian. I'm Melody. And oh. and then you know it was a it was that remember that four day rotation. Yeah, we had okay. to go to 
Kennedy, wait for the plane yes, to get reservice yes. and then fly to Munich. Yeah, that was a great trip. That was an amazing trip. And then go back to uh, New York, New York and, and lay over for 25. <laughs> I loved that trip. That was so, so that, much so fun. So that's the trip we met, and uh, okay. that was over 30 years ago. Wow, wow. So special, yeah. Mm-hmm. And to, I think it's also special that you've married someone who understands the industry. Absolutely. Because it's not, yeah. I don't think it's really a job. It's like a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. And, a lifestyle. and, and mm-hmm. some people look at it as being glamorous. And it can be quite hard work mm-hmm. um, and also tiring mm-hmm. on your body. Mm-hmm. And as we get older, it's probably yeah. not as much, it's more tiring. Is that correct? Right. Well, pe- I think the perception... Um, they don't know what to think of us sometimes. Flight yeah, attendants, yeah. You know, we're just so, we're here, we're there, you know. Yeah. Like our neighbors, oh, well, you're here again. Oh, we're, you know. So they, they don't really have a concept of, of, yeah, we're gone, but we're gone for three days. Yeah. And concentrically, we're, we're away. We're, we're on different parts of the world. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, we're away from our family. Yeah. So how I, how I treat my fellow uh, crew members is okay this is it Evelyn you know you and I are on this trip we're going to take care of each other mm-hmm. because uh, we are the family you yeah. know we're away yeah. and we just have to look out for each other and just hope for a smooth flight but you know when you have something that comes up whether it's a medical emergency yeah. or yeah. a pass it intoxicated passenger somebody just go cray cray you know all of that we between you and I we've experienced it but yeah so you just um I always say I pray before I brace on that jump seat. Yes, 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 you know? yes. And um but you know, um as I age I've learned to um treat everyone, crew members and passengers with grace because mm-hmm. you just don't know. You just yeah. don't know what that person bef- what their yeah. life was before they got on their airplane and and sometimes it's so easy to judge yeah. and say that you know he or she is a whatever whatever but you know then all it takes is for them to just start saying what's going on and yeah. and then you just see their humanity. Yeah. No, that's that's right. One thing I I'm a bit fatalistic as mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Do you think that like do you, when you catch a flight and think oh this might be my last flight mm-hmm. do you, you actually do think that and and or or do you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fact, well, yeah. I don't have it here but before yeah. you leave our house, I want you to read. I don't know if you ever did. Yeah. I, I wrote something uh, when I was going to my United Airline um, interview yeah. you know, 30 plus years ago. And I wrote something yeah. to that effect. Yeah. That, you know, okay, God, if, you know, this, this, uh, this, if it's your will that I work this career in the sky and if, if I end my life in the sky, I'll, I'll, I'm already here. I'm yeah. already up here. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. yeah, you know, you just have to, uh, live each day like it's your last. And, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, make yeah. sure you don't leave your loved ones, um, angry and say the I love yous on the phone before you leave and, yeah. or text message or whatever. But, um, yeah. but yeah, it could, you know, your, your day could, could, could end in any way. Could be in a car, could be, you know, you're in a closet with a hurricane coming. Sorry, you're gonna edit that. 
No, no, that, that's absolutely true. But yeah. I, I do think, like in certain careers, you do think about it more. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I thought about it all the time when yeah. I flew. I thought yeah. about it all the time. Yeah. And now conducting funerals, I, I think about it a lot, mm. too. So uh, I was just wondering, like having a career as a yeah. flight attendant, if, if you you think of that or... I think it, I think during the times of, of reason to be afraid, for instance, you know, 9-11, you know, for, for, you know, for a few months, uh, after, you know, of course you taken off and you're okay. And you have to be diligent with secured, the security measures. And sometimes it's heightened, you know, you're a little bit paranoid. So, you know, 9-11, um, uh, well, prior to that, the Gulf War, 9-11 and then COVID and, and, you know, Things that are isolated incidents on the airplane with, you know, aggression. Uh, yeah, I do, I do sit there on takeoff and think, okay, then I start, you know, perusing the passengers and, 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 and okay, keeping on that one. Okay, that one's yeah. okay. You know? Yeah. So, um, so, so yes, uh, you do, you do think about the unknown, but, yeah. mm-hmm. but you know me, I'm, I have a prayer, a prayer for girls. So I just, yeah, yeah. I just said, okay, Lord, if it's my day, it's my, it's my day. day. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. It's been such a pleasure speaking to you t- oh. uh, today. It's been oh. absolutely lovely. We're we're in a closet right now for those <laughs> listening in <laughs> for the acoustics. Oh, for uh, the acoustics, hopefully measures. they're uh, a lot better. Just one last question: uh, If you could look back on your life, what is the biggest lesson you've learned, either from being a flight attendant or just being a person? <laughs> what what? Are, oh, yeah, gosh, biggest lesson and continued lesson is mm. just to forgive yeah I love it forgive the offenses because uh, yeah no one can ever live up to your expectation and if I for me um, who I am and whose I am as a as a Christian as a yeah. Christ follower that's that's changed my life that's yeah. been my game changer oh love it love it love it thank you so much Melody thank you it's been an absolute Grateful. pleasure thank you Thank you so much for your company. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to your company next time on Life's Rich Tapestry.